Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. All right, um, we've been we've been really focusing a lot on what God's view of His ecclesia, His church is. Um, I, I want you to be very honest with me. But how many of you guys can honestly say that this series on the ecclesia has been enlightening and helpful to you? Praise the Lord. Good. All right. Well, then, then I'm not going to quit. Um, <clears throat> I've tried to wrap this, this series on, on Matthew 16, 16 through 19 up for the last two or three weeks, and it just keeps going, and I'm good with that because I just want to make sure that we're, we're not missing the things that God's doing here. So if you guys can open your Bibles to Matthew 16, 16 through 19, um, I've got to carry on from where I left off last week. Um, we'll see. I, I might wrap it up today on this passage but I've said that before. <laughs> All right, Matthew 16, 16 through 19 is what I'm going to read right now. <clears throat> and this is, this is when Jesus was with his disciples up in uh, Caesarea Philippi, and uh, I think that was what it's called, <laughs> Caesarea Philippi. And so he, but he asked his disciples, um, who do people say I am? And, and they, they answered, well, some think that you're John the Baptist, some think that you're Elijah, some call you Jeremiah or other of the great prophets. And then Jesus says, well, who do you say I am? And so Peter gets this download from heaven that, um, that really impressed Jesus. It didn't just impress him, it moved his spirit, man, okay? But this is where we're picking up. Um, Simon, Simon Peter answered and he said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Why don't you guys declare that with me right now? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Let's do it one more time. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And that really moved Jesus because he knew that, that they had a revelation beyond um, all the other people who just thought he was an anointed man in the moment. That they, they actually, he was actually able to see from his spirit who Jesus truly was, he got to see the eternal one. He got to see beyond the cloak of the humanity and the flesh, he got to see in there the spirit, the eternal Christ. And that moved Jesus. And so Jesus answered and he said to him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. So he was saying that there's no way that you could actually know who I truly am except if God revealed that to your spirit man, okay? And so he's, he says you're blessed because of this. The Father has revealed me to you. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and, and we know this now. The Greek for Peter is Petros, which means rock, but it means like small rock or a piece of a larger rock, okay? You are Petros, and on this rock, which in the Greek is not Petros, it's Petra, which means large, massive, heavy-duty rock, all right? So it's big rock. So you're Peter, little rock from a bigger rock, but, and on this rock, this, this massive, like, mountain of a rock, okay? I will build my church, which is Ecclesia, okay? I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And so he was showing Peter that it, it, he wasn't saying, I'm going to build my church on you, Apostle Peter, no, 
That's, that would be building on humanity. He was going to build it on something way greater than that, and that's the revelation of who Jesus is, all right? So the, the church is built not on Peter or an apostle. It's built on Jesus himself and the revealed Christ, okay? So on this rock, he's talking about the revelation of who he is. And, and so he said, I will build my church. And I just want to just remind us, Jesus said, I will build my church. And so the church, the ecclesia, is not man-made, it's not, it's not made by us trying to make something happen or doing the thing, right? It's actually Jesus Christ himself, and he, it's actually the Spirit of Christ coming a building from the Spirit into the flesh realm of humanity. So, so really the church that Jesus builds is heaven coming into earth realm. It's spirit coming into flesh. It's a powerful thing. It's God's entering into his humanity in a, in a unified sense, okay? I will build my church, and, on, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And so we've been talking about this, the gates of Hades. Gates are not offensive weapons, so we, we tend to think of, of the church and spiritual warfare coming against the church, and that, and that we need to be ready so that we can fight the devil because we don't want him to overpower us. But Jesus, in this context, is not talking like that. He's not saying that Satan is going to be the oppressive one here, or he's not going to be the, on the offense here. Gates are not offensive weapons. They're defensive, right? So gates are built on fortresses. They're built on cities with walls to protect the city from external people coming in and oppressing and, and pressing against it and prevailing. Does that make sense? So he's saying that, that the gates of Hades will not be able to prevail against you coming onto its turf. We've been talking about this for weeks. So Jesus is actually saying that the kingdom of God is going to come in through the church, and it's going, to, it's going to advance on this earth, and it's going to actually enter into the domains of Satan, and it's going to be able to crush the gates and the walls of Satan, and it cannot prevail against you. That's awesome. And, and by the way, Jesus didn't say, I'm going to build, you, you guys will build your church, and you, when you're lucky, you're going to win spiritual battles. He didn't say that. He, he didn't, he, he's not talking in terms of it might happen. You know, I'm praying to the Father that maybe you'll be able to prevail. No. No, he said, I will build my church. He didn't say you're going to build my church. He also didn't say it's your church. He said it's my church, and I will build it. How many of you guys think that Jesus does a pretty good job building what he likes to build? Yeah. Amen. And so Jesus builds his church, and as he builds his church, he says, what I'm building, there is no way that the forces of hell will ever be able to come against it, and it will never be able to win against me coming into the turf where I'm showing up. Even if my, my church shows up where the gates of hell are, they will be crushed. They will not prevail against it. Come on. Everybody say this. His kingdom is advancing. In Isaiah uh, 9, it, it prophesies of the Christ, and it says that the government of heaven will be upon his shoulders. And it says there, there will be no, it says of the, of the increase of the government and his peace, there will be no end. So it's progressively growing. It's a progressively expanding. That means it's progressively taking dominion. Amen? So, so this is really, it's a take, take dominion kind of a passage here. All right, so I will build my church on this rock. The gates of Hades will not prevail against it, and I will give you the keys of heaven. Come on. Everybody say this. Jesus gives keys, Jesus gives keys. 
of the kingdom of heaven. Whoa, that's amazing. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. A lot of people love to focus on the hell part of this passage. And let me tell you that the hell part of this passage is actually the most inferior part of the whole of what Jesus is talking about. People like to get focused on the spiritual warfare and the demons and all that stuff. And that's just like, that's just the byproduct aspect of this. Because Jesus is actually saying that when my kingdom shows up, it's going to happen through my church, my ecclesia. I trust my church is going to be the very organism or organization or people, whatever you want to call it, that's going to actually host heaven coming to earth. And it's going to expand and crush gates of Satan everywhere it goes. That's Jesus' version of the church. It's way better than most people's version of the church. He actually believes this thing's going to win. <laughs> Pretty amazing. <clears throat> I think that we need to choose to believe what Jesus believes about it, right? Amen. And that's what we believe. <gasps> so I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Come on. That's, that is crazy. We're going to talk more about that part today. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. So we've, we've spent these weeks, we've been talking about his church and him building it, the ecclesia. We've been talking about how the church gets to bring heaven to earth. And we've been talking about how the church, he's going to use the church to crush the gates of hell. Okay, And then the, then the church gets to be the one who shifts the atmospheres on this earth. Because we we're meant to live from heaven into the earth, not from the earth towards heaven. Now we're going to talk about keys. God loves keys. This was his idea. All right, keys, keys of heaven. I'm going to give you the keys of heaven. And, and back um, before God moved us here to plant Overflow Church, you guys know this, but God has called us here because we believe that he wants to do a, an outpouring of the Spirit. We believe for revival to come. And there's so many concept, concepts of what revival is. Um, it takes years to really explain it, and I've been trying to, <laughs> right? You just have to, you have to pay attention. But, but like we believe for heaven to come and be manifested on this earth, and that we believe that God wants to bring a visitation and we believe that he wants to, he's preparing us to be good stewards of his kingdom so that we can be ready for great things to come. Amen? Amen. And, so, but, but, and so we felt like God called us to move here to plant this church, not just to do church, but to actually be a, to, to be a, a, like a, how do I want to word this? A conduit of heaven to earth. I know what you're thinking, Lauren. You can do it. <laughs> he, called us, he called us to be a conduit of a specific thing that he wants to do in the region. And, and not just for overflow, but I believe that he has something mighty and awesome and powerful for overflow church. And, but we want, we want to be a place where he shows up so powerfully that it overflows to the region around us. Amen. <laughs> and, and so the, we moved here in March of 2018, but in the fall of 2017, um, 
Jessica and I brought a, a little team out here to Indiana, and the first part of our trip was up in northern Indiana, and we got to minister to just some people up there that we have some awesome relationships with. Do you know Donnie and Dreen Mast by any chance? No, they're e- e- northeast. You guys are northwest. So I know you guys are kind of other side of the tracks, right? You're the, you're the, you're the other schools. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but anyway, we, we brought this team here to kind of as a scouting trip. Like we came to connect point and everything and to cast some vision. But we also came here to, to, uh, to scout it out. And for the people who are on our team that came here, they, they were kind of praying about whether God would call them to come and help us plant this church or not. And so the first part was up in northern Indiana. And then on that entire trip, God was giving different people they had no clue what other people were getting, but he was giving different people visions or prophecies about keys. Like the, the number one theme of that whole trip that, was, that people was prophesying was God was giving you keys. Keys of the kingdom to this region. And like our, our friend Doreen up there gave us, Jessica, me a picture of keys. And it said, I think it says keys of the kingdom. And, and we still have it hanging on our wall. But she gave us that as a prophetic word that God was giving us keys to this region to bring heaven. Some, a few other people hand-delivered hand us some keys that they bought that they said, God told me to give this to you. God's given you keys. And it was pretty crazy. And so there was just all these things that were happening. People, actually the intercessory team at Bethel, they prayed over us, and they all gave us keys. <laughs> it was wild, like just the key theme. And, and so when we were down here in Indianapolis on that trip, um, I had some other meeting to go to, but Jessica took our team to downtown Indy to go do some prayer walking and just kind of hang out. And I want her to come and just quickly tell you um, what, that was, what happened on that one. This is, my wife, this is my beautiful wife, Jessica, my greatest partner in the kingdom. Good morning. So, yeah, on that trip, um, I, I took uh, the team down to the Monument Circle. Uh, we were told we were basically trying to go somewhere up high so we could get a view, big, a good view of the city to pray over the city. And someone had told us about an observation deck on the city county building. And so we, I'm, I'm not familiar, I wasn't familiar with downtown at the time, so it took a bit for us to get there. But when we did, they were actually closing the building down for the day. But when we got to the elevator, the lady, apparently there's keys that operate the elevator or something. I don't know. I don't, these are all new things to me. Um, but basically, we just told her, hey, we're trying to get to the observation deck to just take a few minutes to pray. And she goes, well, I actually have somewhere I need to be. Or she had to stay on the elevator for some reason. She had to man it. She's like, but here, because it was already locked, and you had we had to use her keys to unlock. The, I don't even understand what we did. We just did what she said. So she basically just handed us this key ring full of keys and was like, here, use this key to do this and do that, and then you can get in there. And when you're done, just come back here to the elevator and give me the keys back and you can be on your way. So that was a pretty significant thing for us at the time because we just felt like that was um, symbolic of favor of the city for us to arrive somewhere after it's already closed and to be entrusted with this giant key ring. Can I add one more thing? Mm -hmm. So um, I thought that was cool. And then this last April, we went to Reading for the Bethel Leader Summit and we had an Airbnb, 
And in our Airbnb, let me see if you can, oh, you're not gonna be able to probably see it from here, but can you guys see that? So you can see the size of the door and how big that key is that was in for decoration in our bedroom in the Airbnb. And I just felt like the Lord was saying, not only am I giving you keys, but I'm giving you upgrades. So I just really feel like that's a word for now is a upgraded access. Come on, you're not done. No, what did tell them what you did when you were up there in that building? What, why that was a significant moment? You guys were up there prophesying and. Oh my goodness. I'm going to tell. Are you serious? I don't know. Okay, maybe this wasn't a significant thing to share with you guys. You guys were up there prophesying over the city and like just you, you were opening the heavens and, and seeing God moving on the city prophetically, right? But didn't that room have like windows all the way around so you could see the whole city? And so it was just a real significant prophetic moment where God was giving them these keys, just prophetically saying, this is what I'm doing in the spirit realm. And they were releasing heaven right there in the eye of the city. That's pretty cool, I think. Don't you? And I mean, just the craziness that that woman gave them. Like you don't just give random people keys to a building. That's like you probably could get fired for that. But God, hopefully she didn't. I hope she got promoted. But, but, that, but this is crazy, like just the things that God does just to show you what he's on. Amen? And, and then, like, we, after we started Overflow, we started doing our elements class. And that's the class where we're teaching the core values of kingdom culture. And, and it's, real, it's real transformational revelations and stuff. And um, the second time that we had that class, we didn't have a building to have it in, and so we actually got favor with the Carmel City Hall to hold our elements class in the very room where they come together and vote for city laws and stuff, and so we're in there like encountering God and opening the heavens and talking about kingdom principles and the, you know, the, the government of heaven and stuff and releasing that prophetically into that room, and that was awesome. It just felt like God just kept saying... There's influences beyond what, what it looks like. Amen? I believe that. And I, want, I just want to declare that over you guys, too, that there's more influence in the spirit realm than you understand, that you, more than you can see just in the natural. Keys represent access and authority. Everybody say that. Access and authority. So keys, if somebody gives you a key, like they're, they're literally granting access to you to whatever that key will open. And they're giving you the authority to use that key. Like that, it's a very, it's an honored permission to receive a key. And so the Lord's given you access to something and he's given you um, authority for that thing, all right? Keys. When Jesus talked about how he, he took back the keys of Hades, death and Hades from Satan, and, and he, he took the lordship of this earth back from Satan, right? Took the keys. That represents authority. So he took Satan's authority back from him so that he can be the king of this earth. Amen? So keys are powerful. And so Jesus said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be bound in he- or will be loosed in heaven. That is a powerful statement. Powerful. And so keys open and close doors. I-, I-, I want you guys to listen to me with your spirits this morning, all right? Keys open and close doors. 
So when Jesus is saying, I give you the keys of heaven, he's actually literally given you abilities beyond what you might understand in the natural to be able to open and close things in the spirit. That's pretty wild. And so when Jesus declared that to Peter, he actually was declaring it to all, but, but he specifically was talking to Peter. And, and so just an example of Peter actually, what it, what it could have looked like with Peter having these keys of heaven in Acts chapter 2, that was the day of Pentecost. That was the day the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came so powerfully, and the church was literally born in that time. All right, And so Peter, emboldened by the Holy Spirit, went out and he started preaching the gospel to this huge multitude of people. And there were thousands of people who came into the kingdom that moment. I think it was like 5,000 people got saved and came into the kingdom. They, they came into the church that was just born in that moment. That is crazy. That's a key that opened a door to the Jews right there in Jerusalem. Do you guys see that? I give you the keys of, of the kingdom. He, Peter, by, by the authority that God gave him, he's speaking the gospel and unlocking hearts of multitudes of people and bringing them into the kingdom of God. That's a huge, powerful key. Okay, and then in Acts 10, um, Peter was used by God to go into a Gentile's house, Cornelius, and the Holy Spirit fell on them, and they all were saved. And so at that moment, the key was given to open the doorway for the kingdom to come beyond the Jews into the Gentile realm now. That means now the kingdom can go to the utter ends of the earth. That's some powerful keys. Now I want to tell you that the keys of the kingdom of heaven are far more powerful than you know they are. I hope that I'm inspiring some measure of faith in hearts right now. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And think about this. The church, I'm not going to go into scriptures right now, but it does say this. It's not just religious terminology. The church truly is the house of God. And I'm not talking about the buildings. I, don't, I could give a rip about the buildings, okay? I'm talking about the people. The people who are knitted together it's the house of God. The house of God. And God's a family God. He gives his name to his children. He's a family God. He's a great father. And he loves his children. He wants to bring as many children into his family as he possibly can. He's a family God. And, and he, he gives keys to the kingdom. What is he doing? He's actually giving keys to the, to the, to the house of God. He's like, what he wants to let people into his house. Isn't that awesome? Come on. If you're sleeping, wake up. If you're not sleeping, let's go to the next level. Keys to the Father's house. That's kind of a big deal. Amen? So keys, they unlock the doors. They, they unlock the windows and the doors of heaven. Whoa, there's a lot of verses in the Bible that talk about open heavens, and it talks about windows of heaven or gates of heaven. And, and he actually has given us keys. You have, you have greater accesses to greater things than you know. That, that should be the most exciting thing to just, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's worlds in the spirit realm to explore and to take ground with. All right, so we, we actually, 
Like, like God actually desires to give us open heavens. Open heaven encounters, open heaven realities. He, he wants us to open the heavens. Like he actually has given us the authority and the access to heaven and to make it open right here on this earth. Get excited. <laughs> so again, keys represent access, they represent authority. And we've been, we've been granted access to all the things that God has already made in store for us in heaven. There's more for you than what you're currently experiencing, okay? Like way more. Keys give you access to the more. And it gives you authority so that you have the authority. He actually gives us authority in the name of Jesus Christ. And, and we have access to, to get a hold of the things that are in heaven that have been manifested on this earth and then the authority to bring that into this earth and to execute it. I don't mean this kind of execute, by the way. Deliver it. Amen? And so the, there's domains, and, and you know, Satan and principalities have domains there on the earth, and, and you know, in comparison to our humanity, like, they'll crush us in a second. But, but we're not in our humanity when we're doing this. We're in Christ. Amen? Greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. So we're not even putting our attention on the devil. Let's put our attention on God and his kingdom. And when we show up in the kingdom, then the crushing of Satan happens as a byproduct. So, so we have domains. There's domains. And God, God's trying to establish the domain of his kingdom on this earth. Kingdom means the king's domain. So he, he wants us to actually be like he's... This is, this is crazy because I don't think I would do this. He's, in, he's entrusted you and me <laughs> with the kingdom. Whoa. He has, he has more trust than we do in each other. He's, amen. I'm thankful too. Or I'm doomed. But he's given us authority and access so that we can actually carry out the mission of God's kingdom and the domains that he's trying to take and build on this earth. All right? So you have authority to bring open heavens. I'm actually going to prophetically declare this to you right now. I want you to receive this by faith, all right? You have authority to bring open heavens to the domains that have already been given to you. And you have domains already, whether you, know, whether you understand it as such or not. You have domains in your home. Like you literally have, uh, have, have heavenly authority to take dominion in your homes and to establish the culture of heaven in that place and to see the effects of heaven manifested in your home. It's true. You, any, any properties that you own or have accesses to, God's given you dominion in that realm. Like you literally have, like any place where you have some measure of authority, you have, dom you have the ability to bring the dominion of heaven into that place because you're, you're a conduit of heaven on earth in that place, and you conduit. <laughs> All right? If you're in school, high school, grade school, college, or whatever it is, Guess what? Like, that's an area where the Lord has actually given you permission to bring heaven into that environment. 
you might not be able to dictate what your leaders want or doing, but you get to actually bring the atmosphere of heaven into that place. If you, wherever you have a job or if you own a business, like whatever it is, like to the measure that you've been given um, a, a space in that place, that's space that you should be bringing the atmosphere of heaven into it, trusting that God will expand it out into, into the area around you. Come on. Like he, he actually, you, you have more authority in the spirit to, to create that open heaven reality in the spaces that have been given to you. Don't neglect it. Especially in the home. Don't neglect it. And in the church, don't neglect it. So you have domains, you have dominions at, at whatever levels. But I also want to say this, that, that Jesus' vision for the church, the ecclesia, is that there's actually a government of heaven that comes into it, and there's, ord- there's ordained graces that God puts on his ecclesia. And I mean universal, and I also mean local church, all right? Like, it, it's, it's both levels. And, and I said this a few weeks ago, that if you think that you're part of the universal church, but you're not committed to a local church, you're, you're deceiving yourself because it takes the local churches to be part of the universal church, Amen. all right? But, but I want to say this, that ecclesia, um, that there's dominion for the ecclesia that goes bigger than your individual domains because God actually wants to bring dominions to churches that are functioning from heaven, right? To, to have regional domains, This is why we moved here. I want you to hear this. This is why we left Redding, California, where they have taken ground in the spirit, and heavens are open, and it's been a Niagara Fall outpouring for decades. And we came here where we're not seeing that happen. Why? Because we believe that God does give domains to his church, so that the open heavens can come and we can see heaven fall and manifest on this earth. And so there's, there's actually, the, I'm not saying that there is, I'm going to say there's the potential. There, there's the potential that needs to be accessed for regional domains. And it's given by God. It's not just instantly, oh, we're a church, therefore we, we own the city. That, I'm not saying that. The, the influence and the power of it grows incrementally as the Lord is moving stage by stage, phase by phase, all right? But God brings increase, and that's what we have to understand. The Lord's trying to bring domains to a region. He wants to do it right here. He is, but, but there's more, amen? And so my, my point is, as a church, as an ecclesia, the, the body of Christ coming together in unity, the more that we are forged into that family, that unity that God dreams of, the more we're going to actually see the, the byproduct effects of dominion happening and, and gates getting crushed. I'm telling you guys, this is why we're here. All right, so access and authority, keys. I want to tell you a little bit about this. He's given us keys to access heaven. What does that mean? Well, I want to tell you a little bit about what that means. I'm going to bust out a few verses that talk about how God has already created all the the good things for you, the goodies of heaven. 
He's already created it. It's already ready, but it has to be accessed. All right? You guys ready for a few verses here? I'm going to bust them at you. Ephesians 1.3, Blessed be God and the Father, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Maybe you guys need to um, declare this with me, all right? Let, why don't you repeat this with me? He has blessed us. Is that future tense? Oh, it's past tense. You mean, you mean that means it's already happened? Oh, well, that's good to know. So it's already done? All right, so let's say this again. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So does that mean he kind of reserves a little here for you and a little there for somebody else? No, every spiritual blessing. Keep repeating, in the heavenly places... In Christ. So where are these things at? In the heavenly places. So what that's telling us, like God doesn't just put, he doesn't just like wrap presents and hide it somewhere. It's like, oh, I'm glad that you got this, but I'm never going to let you get it. Like he's not just throwing it in the attic and he's going to be like, yeah, sorry. It's, it's totally yours. <laughs> it's totally yours, man. But I'm not going to let you get in the attic. That's not, that's not our God. Because literally, that's Ephesians 1.3. Literally, the next chapter says that we're seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So he actually has given us access to heaven where these spiritual blessings, all of them, are already stored for us. Amen? 2 Peter 1.3. As his divine power has given to us all things. Everybody say, all things. He has given to us all things. Does it say he's going to give us, give us things? So is, it, is it future tense? No, it's past tense. He has. He's already done it. He has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. Hallelujah. He's already given to us all these things that we need. I'm just like looking at your faces right now. You taking it in? You guys taking it in? All right, good. Just reassuring myself here. 1 Corinthians 2.9, it says, But it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Has prepared. He's already done it. All right, that, that passage actually continues to talk about how the Holy Spirit reveals the mind of Christ to us. So he actually shows us these things. Come on. All right, 1 Corinthians 3.21 says, Therefore, let no one boast in men, for all things are yours. Whoa. Whoa. Like Jesus is already, he, he's already done all this stuff in heaven. He's actually saying there's more here Heaven's loaded with things for you. Heaven is loaded for things for you. And guess what? It's yours. It's yours. Come on. Come on. And then the parable of the prodigal son, um, the father says to his other son, he says, son, you're always with me and all that I have is yours. So like, it's not just all the things that he created for you. It's actually all that he has is already yours. So guess what? God has actually given his kingdom to you. Whoa. <laughs> it's amazing. 
God is a good father. Come on. So we need to learn what has already been given to us so that we can, so we can be aware of the things that we have access to. Amen? We need to learn of our authority in Christ so that we can learn how to loose those things into the earth around us. So it's access and it's authority. Amen? We need the spirit of wisdom and revelation to reveal and enlighten the eyes of our hearts to show us the things that he already has in store for us. That's Ephesians 1, 17 through 18. All right? Is anybody excited that there's actually like crazy amazing things in heaven and he wants you to have them? Like he actually wants you to have them. That's pretty exciting to me. <laughs> and Proverbs 25.2, it says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but it's the glory of kings to search out a matter. So God, he's hiding things, but he's not hiding things from you. He's hiding things for you. All right? And he's, he's, it's, it's, like, it's like the Easter eggs of heaven, except these things are way better. Like, it's not, it's not just a little bite-sized Hershey, okay? Like, this is kingdom. And he hides it not, not from you, because it's not because he doesn't want you to have access to it, but he wants you to find it. He wants you to seek it out. And it says that it's the glory of kings to search out a matter. And so he actually, it's, it's kind of like he's reserving the good stuff for people who are going to choose to live and pursue God at, from a royal heart. <laughs> when the Lord sees that somebody puts enough value on the thing that he has, the, the treasures he has for you, you got so much value and appreciation for that thing that you'll do whatever it takes to get it. Because value is proven by the price you're willing to pay for something. And when the Lord sees that people treasure the things of heaven enough to put themselves into the pursuit of it, then he actually calls you a king. Or, or for you women, <laughs> I'm assuming that just means queen too, right? But royalty. So like God actually bestows kingship on people who are willing to put the, put the value on, on something, the, the, the value that determines the price you're willing to pay for something. I want, I, I, it says in Hebrews that, God, that we need to know that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Is, is he worth it to you for the pursuit that's required to get the things that he has for you? That, answer, that, that question is a little bit rhetorical because you can say yes or no, but you're, the, the proof is in the pudding. Are you really putting yourself into it? Do you guys hear me? It's a, it's a true proven fact that people who spend more time like sacrificing the cares of this world to... to to get into the secret place are usually the ones who find God more. <laughs> Instead of having a spoon fed to you.
It's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search out a matter. Come on. You know, it's amazing because God actually is saying that there's glory for kings who do this. Did you know that God's looking for kings and queens on this earth? We're the ones who determine if that's who we are or not. And then Deuteronomy 29, 29 says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us. Whoa. So it's not just that God wants to reveal something awesome to you. He actually is saying that what gets revealed to you, which only can come by the Spirit of God, right? What he reveals to you, he, he says, this thing actually belongs to you now. If he, if he reveals himself to you in a certain way or a part of his nature or something that he has provided, like he, he reveals, he, he lifts the veil off so you can actually see what's in there in the Spirit. He's saying, if I'm showing it to you, it's actually yours now. He's not just showing things so that he can show off. He's showing things so that he can actually make your life better and far more supernatural than it already is. You guys follow me? He wants to reveal these things, but he's waiting to see who's going to put themselves into the pursuit of these things. All right? So the glory of kings to seek out the revealing of all the things that's already been given to us. Your prayers are not creating those things. They're already there. Your prayers are, are to be accessing things that already are yours. The glory of kings. Why would, it, why would that fit with what we're talking about right now? The glory of kings. Well, kings have authority. Kings rule. In kingdoms. Okay? And, and kings in, in the kingdom are those who carry the authority of our king, who is the king of kings and the lord of lords. He's the king of kings and the lord of lords. He wants us to be the kings that he's the king of. King of kings. You guys follow me? He's trying to actually give us access and authority in the kingdom, the king's domain. He wants us to rule and reign on this earth from heaven to earth under his lordship. The revealed things literally manifest into our lives to empower us to do the will of God through us. When when he said that, you know, the secret things belong to the Lord and those things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of his law. So he reveals things so that he can give us those things. They belong to us at that point. And it's not just so that we can have our own personal revelation and encounter. It's actually so it can create transformation in us and give us the, the supernatural powers of heaven so that we can fulfill his will on this earth. Raise your hand if you're dreaming of Shoney's right now. I'm just joking. All right, so 
The revealed things literally manifest into our lives to empower us to do the will of God. So we, have to, we need to seek the, the hidden things of God, all right? We need to encounter God with those things that, we're, that, that he's trying to reveal to us. And then in the encounter, he reveals who he is and what he's done so that then once he reveals it, we need to be stewards of that thing so it's not just getting it, like we actually have to steward it, stewarding our belief about it, stewarding our confession about it, stewarding our action with it, aligning our lifestyles to that thing he's revealing so that we can actually put our agreement on it and say, yes, Lord, I believe this, and I'm coming into agreement, and I'm aligning my life accordingly. Stewardship. Stewardship. And the more that we do that, the more he reveals and the more that we steward, through, and the more he reveals and we encounter him in that and then we steward it with our belief systems and our lifestyles and actions, the more we get transformed into that thing and it becomes a part of who we actually are. So it manifests itself. It manifests itself. Hallelujah. And then we live and do it and we, we, we bring the authority into this earth through that thing. <clears throat> How are we doing? Are we all right? Yeah. Awesome. Because I just found out that I'm on this again next week. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's good. I, I, I'm not a, I'm not, I don't have a problem with that because... I really, I just really want to see this stuff get in us, okay? And I, I want to tell you guys, like, the, the confessions of a pastor, all right? Uh, <laughs> the, I, I, I probably, I think, I think what I'm getting ready to say probably would be agreed upon by other pastors or, or leaders or speakers of people. <laughs> if they don't agree with this, I might need to have a little private one-on-one -on -one with them and show them the back of my hand or something. I'm just joking. <laughs> when we teach, when I teach, when I speak or preach, like I'm doing the best I can to share with you the things God's given me that I feel like in the spirit. He's saying this is what we need to focus on. But, but in my faith and in my hope, like, I, I want to I see that these things are actually being grabbed on by you guys, and you're, like, pulling it in. You're like, man, this is real. This is what I need. I, I need this, and, and I'm going to feast on this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to meditate on this. I'm going to find out how to apply it. It's like, it's like you get to determine, um, you know, those things that, you know, the, God's concealed a matter, but it's the, it's the glory of kings to search a matter out, right? Like, you get to determine what you're going to do with this, but I'm telling you that these things that I'm saying are actually the things God's trying to build into us as a, as a family and into personal lives because he's trying to build his church. And these are, the, these are things that he uses to build his church. The, the, the word of God is like a seed, and, and the farmer plants it, right? It's the good soil, which means it's the soft hearts and the open and the receptive the, the fruit actually comes from it. And the confession of the pastor is, I hope you guys are actually really taking this stuff in and stewarding it and applying it and let it actually be a part of your life 
Because that's the only way we're going to move forward in this stuff. Does that make sense? That's what I, that's what I want. I, I want you guys to like, actually encounter God in these things. I'm teaching you things from what he does in me that I know is real so I can give it to you guys. So, yeah, praise the Lord. Yeah. So I just talked to you guys about access with the keys, and I still need to talk about the authority part of it. And boy, that's not going to happen in the next three minutes. <laughs> you guys better get ready for next week. When you say bring it, do you mean right now, John? You want me to go ahead and just do... No, I'm, just, I'm just joking. Yes, thank you, Lord. All right. Well, here, here's, here's how I want to wrap up this part then. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> He's given us keys. He's given us keys. How many of you guys can agree with me that the, this is Jesus' church? Okay, and, and so is the church down the road and the one on the other side of that and the 10,000 other ones in Indianapolis, okay? The, the ones that truly have Christ, the, the reveal Christ to them, right? Like, we've talked about that. But this is the work of the Lord. I, he says, I will build my church. And, and so I just want you guys right now, I, I'm, I'm actually speaking from the Spirit right now. I can feel His presence. I want you guys just to, just to go to that zone with me right now. I, I want you just to perceive with me in your spirit the true reality that this here, and if you're a guest, we bless you guys. If you're from another church, I don't know if you are, then ask God to show this to you for your other church too. But um, just to see, and, and this, this would be true for other places as well, all right? I want you just to perceive from the eyes of the spirit right now that this church truly is fashioned and formed by Jesus Christ. Okay? That this, this, even right here, okay? That Jesus says, I have been building my church. <laughs> okay? I've been building my church. It's his church. Each person who's part of this is part of the ecclesia of what Jesus is building, okay? Doesn't mean everything's perfect. <laughs> I'll be the first to say that. But, it, but that doesn't matter to him. He, the glory of God is that he actually reveals himself through the imperfect, okay? But as, as Jesus is confirming to us right now, this is his church. I have been building my church. It's my church. I've been building my church. Okay, and he says the gates of Hades will not prevail. And I just I want to speak that faith into our hearts right now to believe that the gates of Hades will not prevail. That goes for the church corporately, and it goes for the individuals within the church. The gates of Hades will not prevail. 
when we're, when we're connected in with the body of Christ the way God calls us to, and we're, and we're partnering with Jesus and what he's building, there's a divine grace and there's a supernatural covering from heaven that brings protection to his people. And it actually gives the, the, the power of dominion to crush through the domains of Satan. And I just, I just declare over you right now in the name of Jesus from the Spirit of God that if your heart is rightly aligned with his kingdom and with his will for the church, that's all important for this context. That whatever might be the thing that is resisting you cannot prevail. In the name of Jesus. And he said, and I will give keys of the kingdom of heaven to you. And I just declare that right now. That the Lord, he gives keys. Access and authority. Access and authority. Okay? And, and we're, we haven't talked about the authority part. There's got some fun surprises in there for you. <laughs> but the, but he, gives, he gives keys. Access and authority. Okay? He actually has given, he's actually granted you permission and trust to access heaven. And so whatever the, the things are that you need, that you're not seeing, that you know God's promised it, you know his word speaks to it, you know that God's promised it, I just want to declare to you it's already fashioned and formed. The answer is, it's already there. And he's actually given you permission. He's given you authority to reach into heaven and to grab a hold of that thing and let Jesus transfer it to you right now. So I just release that to you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you to open the eyes of the spirit of people and a, a supernatural faith, Lord God, to believe that that, thing is, that that thing is provided, that it's already theirs, that you want this for them, that you have this for them. I ask you, Lord, for each one of us that you'll give us the heart of a king that sees the value and determines the price to be paid is worth it so that you can press into these things, guys. And seek the Lord and, and reach out and grab a hold. And I just declare right now in the name of Jesus for things to be released on you right now from heaven. Answers, breakthroughs, healings, provisions, whatever these things are, be released upon them now, Lord. God, just release things and, and send angels to them right now. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amen.